Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Our weekly devotional this week is section 14, A Heart for the Lost. One of the longer sections of this entire book. Again, we're going through sections of A Gospel Primer by Milton Vincent. Little devotionals on how to feed on gospel truths daily in order to grow spiritually. Section 14, A Heart for the Lost. The more I rehearse and exult in gospel truths, the more there develops within me a corresponding burden for non-Christians to enter into such blessings. Very simple. That's, I mean, we could stop right there, and that would, be, that would be the message, the overall message of this section. Right? As we see more and more the blessings, as we benefit more and more from the blessings that God has given us in Christ, there, there develops within us a burden. We want others to enjoy these blessings as well. As we taste more and more of their goodness, we want others to taste that same goodness. And it begins to grow within us a burden for the lost. Second sentence. This is also what seems to happen to the Apostle Paul while writing the book of Romans. In Romans 5, Paul exults in his righteous standing before God. I'm going to skip the footnotes today just because this is such a long section, but I trust you can read those glancing down or take this home and read it. Now, in chapter 6, he speaks of the freedom from sin which Christ has accomplished in the lives of believers. Freedom which Paul later confesses had not yet become fully realized in his own daily practice. Nonetheless, coming into chapter 8, he recounts the fact that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. With increasing flourish, he rehearses numerous gospel themes throughout the length of chapter 8. And he climaxes the chapter with a triumphant exclamation regarding the endless love of God which enables Christians to conquer overwhelmingly in all things. It's basically just summarizing the book of Romans in terms of general categories. Paul's just recounting blessings in Christ, recounting and explaining and expounding and applying the numerous blessings of knowing Christ. Next paragraph. What effect do such gospel meditations have upon Paul? What emotions do they produce in him besides the obvious joy he feels while reciting them? Paul bears his soul at the very beginning of chapter 9. I have great sorrow, he says, and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Coming down from the heights of gospel meditation, Paul's heart is devastated by a burden for his fellow Jews to experience the saving power of the gospel. His burden existed long before he started writing, but it is undoubtedly intensified by his rehearsal of gospel truths in Romans 5 through 8, a rehearsal which inevitably leads his thoughts toward the plight of those outside of Christ. Final paragraph. Hence, if I wish to have a Romans 9 kind of burden for non-Christians, that's good imagery there. I like I like that sentence. makes it memorable for me. A Romans 9 burden for unbelievers. Yeah. I, should have, I, I should become practiced at celebrating the gospel as Paul does in Romans 5 through 8. Over time, 
my joy in the gospel will become increasingly tinged with grief. And this grief-stained joy will lend a God-inspired passion to my ministry of evangelizing the lost. So as we grow in the gospel and our joy grows in the gospel and our gratitude and appreciation grows for the things God has done for us in Christ, so also grows parallel with that a burden for the lost to know Christ and to share in these blessings with us.